Welcome to the My Town Travels podcast, the only podcast dedicated to small town culture and values and the overall travel lifestyle from a small town perspective, bringing you stories, destinations, and tips from interesting and well-seasoned travelers, influencers, and more, and me, your host, Christy Burns. Hey everyone, welcome to the My Town Travels podcast. I am so excited today to have my husband with me, Jeff Burns, who is helping me count down the 15 best cities in the United States. On our last show, we counted down the 15, 14, 13, 12, and 11, and now we're going into the next five, working our way up to number one. So thank you for being here, Jeff. I know you have nothing better to do today. Nothing better to do. I'm still here. Yes, you love hanging out with your wife, don't you? What else would be better? It's the best. The best. (laughs) So we are starting with number 10, which is Boston. Now, spoiler alert, this is a small town travels podcast, so we are obviously going to tell you the things that we like about it from that perspective when it comes to this list, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. However, the rest of this list in comparison to the last episode has a lot more big cities on it. So we're going to be a little biased when it comes to the next couple episodes because there are certain reasons that we don't travel to the big cities. Wouldn't you say that's correct, Jeff? We're going to be a little bit more harsh on the next ones, I guess. Oh, I don't know if it'll be harsh. I know there's some we haven't been to, so it makes it hard to fully understand, like, be able to comment intelligibly because we focus on small towns. Mm-hmm. So when we think about big cities, it's usually like, how do we go around it? Or what's the <laughs> fastest way through? Yeah. Not that they aren't good in their own way, but that's not what we seek. Well, and most of them we have been to, but for full disclosure, we have not gone and completely explored the city of Boston. So anybody listening that thinks that we're not doing a good job explaining Boston, I'm very sorry. We just have not had the time to make it through this historical city city, which normally, even though it is a big city, it is a city that attracts me because it has a lot of historical relevance. And in fact, one of the things that they have written here on travel and leisure is specifically about how over the past 40 years, (laughs) it's starting to finally feel like a more cosmopolitan area for those city people, people that love living in the city and having it feel a certain way because it has such a historical background. What conjures up in my mind is our kids grew up watching VeggieTales stuff, and there's the pirates that don't do anything, like Silly Song with Larry, and at the end of each chorus, there's, I I couldn't even tell you what it is, but I just remember, and I've never been to Boston in the fall, is like the refrain, and so that's that's the claim to fame that I can uh, quote, if anything. Well, if you're a sports fanatic, you're obviously going to love to visit Boston. Obviously, Fenway is known not just throughout the U.S., but beyond. And so there's a lot of good things going on with Boston, but I thought that I would go ahead and tell you some of the things that may be more interest to small towners, and that is the small towns near Boston (laughs) that you may want to visit while you're there looking at all the historical sites and checking out Fenway. So um, these are just a couple that I pulled. The number one was Essex. And I've heard a lot about Essex. Again, just your normal small town charm. However, this is one of the smaller towns, even for my town. It's about 3,000 people. Uh, Number two is Amsbury. I'll just read through a few here. Hull, H-U-L-L. Hudson, 
and Duxbury. So there's a couple of places that you can look into when you are visiting Boston that are recommended for your small town charm. So anything else? You're just nodding at me. You like those? You don't think your <laughs> listeners can hear my head nod? I don't think so. How about when I give you a thumbs up? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right. So moving on. So that was number 10. Number nine, San Antonio. So we love San Antonio. We do. San, San Antonio is an awesome trip. It's one of those big cities, but depending on where you're at, especially if you're in the downtown or near the Riverwalk or whatever, it doesn't feel that big. Mm-mm. And I, I think the Riverwalk is highly underrated for being overrated, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, when people are like, oh, there's other things besides the Riverwalk. Yes, there are, but this is one of those cases where I'm going to go, this is the touristy thing that you need to do because the River Rock Walk is just really cool. It's really pretty. They've done a really great job with it. Um, it's it's interesting. It's I don't even know how to describe it. It wasn't what I expected it to be, and yet it was a lot of fun. It was, it was um, you know, if you're, you go up in some areas where they have like a boardwalk along marshes or mm-hmm. whatever, it's kind of like that, but it's more concrete. concrete. It's more, you know, but it's like a lower level. It's like going underneath the town in some ways to stay along the little river that runs through town. And then you just pop back up up the nearest stairs and then you're downtown again. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an interesting set up and relationship and you can make the loop and then they've got hiking trails that take you down you can go down uh all the missions you could like rent a bicycle we looked at doing that and that went was a little one bit of, and drove that was down. one of my favorite memories and was follow the river there mm-hmm. was where you could kayak in some areas and all that kind of stuff i mean it was it was cool mm-hmm. well it almost has like uh it's probably a terrible description, but a Venice feel to it as far as kind of when you're walking along it, you've kind of just got like all the open air restaurants and things like that that are right there. And you can walk in, you can watch everything going by you when you're sitting there. Like I just remember sitting in this one restaurant, getting a one of their signature drinks that they had there. Oh, help me out with it. Was it a prickly pear thing or? Yeah, it wasn't. Was I don't a, remember what they called it, but yeah, that was like. It was like a prickly pear kind of drink and it was really good. And mm-hmm. we were just sitting there having a good time and watching everybody go by us. And it was so nice. But one of the other great memories that I have from that trip is that bike trip. I think it almost killed me, but mm-hmm. it was so much fun. Do you remember how many miles we went? I want to say the whole thing was like 15. We, we didn't make it we quite. That much. I think we went maybe half that. Yeah, because it was really hot. But it, what it did was it was a, we did the missionary tour, right? We went to all the, of the, all the missions, all the yeah. different missions and just beautiful, beautiful old missions and the churches, obviously, that are monasteries that are attached there and just it, i thought it was just beautiful and it's a home of the alamo we stayed at a hotel right literally with you could see the alamo from where we were and mm-hmm. you know there's just some really cool history with that and mm-hmm. um and a lot of small town feel a lot of small town feel pretty much everywhere you go one of the comments here is just about the welcome wagon that's basically there when you come so even though like you said it's a bigger city there's lots of people that are basically strategically put out there to see how you are and I remember that walking around the Alamo that there were people walking around just to say hello and you know see how your experience is going and I mean that's something that I think is very small town um, that you don't see in a lot of cities especially some of the cities that are on this list that we'll get to eventually (laughs) 
I, I'll just, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Anything else about San Antonio? No, it's it's worth a visit. We we were glad to go. Yeah. All right, moving up to number eight, Alexandria, Virginia. So right outside D.C., um, known, I mean, it's pretty much just a suburb of D.C. for the most part. We've traveled to D.C. quite a few times, but haven't really done the full Alexandria experience. But it's about 150,000 people, and it definitely has more of a cosmopolitan feel to it but again like the size it's not massive it still has what they call old town and so in old town you're going to get you know your museums and all that small town charm you know right there in in downtown alexandria so um on the potomac river so you're going to get anything that has to do with that with the riverfront which is always charming so you're never going to be at a loss of something to do when people have developed developed their riverfront well and you have that colonial feel of all that stuff in the dc area anyway and i know that's more generic and not specific to alexandria but when when towns utilize that to use history the foundation of our country, so on and so forth. And they really take pride in that while blending that with modern and, and do a good job. Alexandria appears to be one that's got a good blend of those things. So having not seen it firsthand, I can't say uh, 100%, but everything I've read and seen and heard about, it looks like they do a really good job of maintaining their history, keeping that feel, while at the same time being very modern. Mm -hmm. Which again is really what small towns are doing kind of in reverse. So you've got those bigger, bigger towns that are trying to maintain their small town feel. <laughs> and then you have small towns right now that are trying to upgrade and bring it into more of what the new millennial generation and just simply upgrades are, are happening in a lot of these small towns. So it's interesting with a town like Alexandria to me, how what you said is kind of what small towns that are going through revitalization are doing on just a different type of scale and for a different type of reason. Um, instead of trying to maintain that history, you know, they're trying to maintain that history and blend because they're so close to um, the metropolitan area of, in this case, DC, that you're then they've got the small towns that are just trying to do that just to upgrade and and start to serve their residents a little bit better so yeah so definitely i think that alexandria fits the bill of a small town type place to visit and um and especially old town i mean it says it right there in the name okay everyone i think this is a great place to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back You're invited to experience Tuscarawas County, Ohio. Whether you're enjoying the rolling hills of Amish country, strolling through our historic villages, or exploring our one-of-a-kind museums and attractions, we're sure you'll discover why visitors keep coming back time after time. Conveniently located along I-77 in Northeast Ohio, Tuscarawas County is just a short drive from Cleveland, Pittsburgh, or Columbus. And be sure to check out our all-new Destination Learning Magazine, the perfect guide for virtual and homeschooling families. Visit TravelTusk.com, that's TravelTusc.com to learn more.
Moving on from number eight, Alexandria, Virginia, to number seven, somewhat closer to my hometown, Chicago. Oh, that's not your hometown. You always say it's (laughs) Chicagoland. Yeah. Okay. So being from Ohio, (laughs) I know what it's like to go to an amusement park and cost you like $17 to get through and all that kind of stuff. And then I hear you're from Chicagoland. And it's like, it is like a park. You go in there, they take your money. Everything's really expensive. Um, to clarify, to your point, $60 to park, just so you, so our listeners know, I've talked about this before. I am actually from Northwest Indiana, the region for any, anybody that is from that area, which is on that tiny little part of Lake Michigan up in the Northwest corner, about 20 miles outside of the Chicagoland area. But yes, the Chicagoland area has basically started to take over the region and we all whenever somebody asks you where you're from you pretty much say the chicagoland area and they know exactly where you're from and the way that i talk most people usually can identify that <laughs> as well but i grew up in a small town hobart indiana that is around a whole lot of other small towns that are right next together that basically make up the region that's right there on the indiana illinois border so Having the opportunity to live where I did, I grew up in a small town, but had my father worked in Chicago for over 45 years and had a lot of trips that way because it was so close. So I have a lot of fond memories from Chicago. I mean, this is a, a sprawling city on Lake Michigan. I mean, I one always just recommend the activities on Lake Michigan. If you have never visited, you should go at a time when the weather is going to be good for the lake because it can be volatile at times. But if you can go when you can hit one of the beaches or, you know, just areas that you might not think of, of Chicago. I mean, there's the the Magnificent Mile and there's all kinds of great shopping and things like that. But take the take Lake Michigan into account. It's a really cool place. <laughs> but in Chicago as well, there's, you know, when I was in college in Northwest Indiana as well, we would go up to trips to Chicago all the time and I couldn't care less about the Sox, but you'd just go up and, you know, mm-hmm. it was like five bucks for an afternoon game that they were playing. Didn't even care who they were playing. It'd be, you know, 10 cents for a hot dog or whatever. I mean, just so the city experience that I'm sure you can get LA, New York, anywhere else too. Just that kind of like, let's just go to Chicago because there was so much to do. And that was back, of course, when they was still called the Sears Tower. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we still call it the Sears Tower and I'll forgive you for bringing up the socks and not the cubs but that's okay so i got in trouble because shortly after 9 11 when i was training for the marine corps to be a pilot i actually had the opportunity to fly a, a dual prop king air over lake michigan having never done this before as part of my training i actually inadvertently just looking at chicago and going hey this is cool this is cool i flew over wrigley field which was a big no no <laughs> shortly after 911 <laughs> so i got a little bit in trouble for that one it was an innocent mistake it was just really pretty it was like oh there's wrigley field and oh i'm in trouble now <laughs> <laughs> so now you're afraid to bring it up <laughs> <laughs> clearly not afraid to bring it up but I don't recommend doing that. If you have the opportunity to experience Lake Michigan, don't fly over Wrigley Field without prior permission. <laughs> so obviously there are some things that you have to do when visiting Chicago, which is 
pick a great hot dog or pizza place. It is a cliche for a reason. Chibaga. <laughs> yes. Chibaga, 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 chibaga. <laughs> yes, if you've seen that Saturday Night Lit- Saturday Night Live skit from the 70s, um, that actual place is in Chicago off of... Oh, gosh. I know that there's a Walgreens on the corner. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of what, where that actually is, but underground, it's under, it's on the second level. It's underground, but it, that Saturday Night Live skit is actually is actually off of that based off real, of that location. real location, and it's a lot of fun. It's not far um, from the Chicago River, right? It's no. just like a block or two from there. Yeah, right. I, I can't remember. I don't know if it's off of Wacker. It's near there. It's near that that little area right there. You can see the Trump Tower from from this location. Um, and then you basically go down under, and then the the cheeseburger places there. What is that skit called? Now it's going to be in my head all remember. day because you did that. I'm going to have anybody who's listening look up the cheeseburger skit. From Just want a couple all, eggs. Who's all Who's all in it? If somebody wanted to look it up, I haven't even thought about That's it. That's so Dan long. Aykroyd and Belushi. They were the two um, main ones. Yeah, but yeah, that was hysterical, and they really do just kind of like. Throw the Bill burgers. Murray. Yeah, they really do throw the chips at you and just really don't care and <laughs> give you your stuff. And, and you know, normally that would be a little um, off-putting. But if you if you're listening and you're wondering what in the world we're talking about, if this is way before your time, look up this Saturday Night Live skit and go look up this place in Chicago because it's it's just something really fun to do. Um, so I do want to bring up another point about Chicago that you do you just you just have to be aware of if you're traveling with a family is that it's pretty dangerous right now. So it's probably within the top 3 I would say murder capitals in the country right now. I don't want to misspe- misspeak but I know that uh there's some issues going on in Chicago right now. Sadly, they're always competing for the record for one of the most dangerous places in the country. Yeah. It always falls. It's D.C., it's L.A., it's Chicago, and New York. Yeah. Like, those are always the top four, and especially the south side of Chicago. I can't say exclusively, but there's... The reality is, is you're going to be mostly safe. Mm -hmm. Just don't go places you don't know after dark. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take an Uber or one of those other ride shares. Yeah. You know, if you're going to go somewhere, chance. go to the Navy Pier. That's fine. Just stay in the more public areas. Anytime you veer off from that, that's when you just exercise common sense, please. Yes, and it's true. And you'll you be can, fine. It really yeah, will. Yeah, that's very, very true. I've I've been in the city, going to the city for a long, long time, especially because my family's been there, you know, lives in that area. But we do say exercise caution because it, it can be a scary place if you veer off an area that you are not familiar with. And if you're a visitor, you're not going to be familiar with anything. So make sure that you stick to the more touristy areas, which normally, again, when we talk about small town travel, that is a about the number one thing I tell people not to do <laughs> is don't just do the touristy things. Here's all these other off the beaten path. But when you are talking some of the top five cities in the country right now, population wise, and the volatility that's happening in the country right now on top of it, just just stick to a plan and make one out ahead of time. And especially if you're traveling with kids and things like that, just make sure that you, you're planning out your time and making sure that you do some research on some places to stay and things like that that are um, that get high marks for their safety. So I think I belabored that enough, don't you think? I think we covered it. 
Yeah, except that now. Hey, be number safe. Six. You are responsible <laughs> for your safety. You are. Public service announcement. Public service announcement is going into our last one we're going to discuss today. Number six on the 15 best cities in the United States rated by travel and leisure readers. New York City. So New York City didn't even make it in the top five. And I'll tell you what, I'm kind of happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I am because everybody who is not from the U.S., let's say it that way. Let's No, let's not say it that way because I can't throw everybody into a category. But many times I have heard people that I have discussed New York with, it's the place to go, right? If you've never been to the U.S., people think that New York is the place to go because it has all the things. Well, it's right? iconic. You have Ellis Island for the old immigration stuff that has been going on for centuries now. And, you know, there there's just some really cool things that that is quintessential New York and therefore becomes part of Americana. Mm -hmm. And you can't miss out on, you know, the Empire State Building or seeing... Um, the Grand Central Station. But there's also been people that have mentioned as of late, the Big Apple is starting to rot. Mm -hmm. And I, I hate to say it that way. Are you talking about actual rot? Because I've heard that too. Well, you've got, <laughs> I, I think you have decay both of facilities and of the culture in many ways. Some people will tell you, and I'll just tell you, being from the Midwest, we went to New York City. We actually went there on our anniversary once. And it was a great time, but you had the people you could tell were from New York, and then the people you could tell weren't from New York. Because <laughs> we held a door open for somebody just out of courtesy, mm -hmm. and the people were like, You aren't from around here, are you? And it's mm -hmm. like, No, we're from Ohio. And they're like, Where are you? Oh, Wisconsin. Like, yeah. there was Guys, the people that were locally. not joking. They just assume, like, spit on you as to look mm -hmm. at you. And I don't, I'm really not trying to say that because no, that's clearly not everybody. It's not everybody. But. But there's very much uh, that kind of an atmosphere there. But there's some really cool things when you talk about like Central Park. Um, and uh, But they've also lost iconic things like the Carnegie Deli. I've yeah. been there and now yeah. it doesn't really exist anymore because yeah. it was too expensive to stay in operation. And You so, loved it so much that your sister actually had the cheesecake flown in for you. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But so... I don't want to dissuade because there's still some really cool things. You should go see Times Square. You should go and see the Rockettes. You should go and see um, Rockefeller Center. I mean, there's there's all these places that you've yeah. seen on TV. They are really cool. Mm -hmm. It is crowded. You're going to deal with that. It's yes, not it, like it ever it, is in the movies no. because they kick everybody out yeah. to make those when look iconic. When you see Rockefeller Center in Home Alone 2, it does not look like that. <laughs> Yeah, there'll be at least 150,000 people in there. They blocked everybody so that Kevin McAllister could walk right into that scene and look like he's by himself. He was Which not I by cry himself. I every time I watch it. I love that scene. But yes, it's very, but, very But you've got, to take, you've got to take the train. You've got yeah. to, you've got to yeah. try doing that to a, a local town. Go up to Katona or go up to White Plains or, you know, wherever it is. You've got to take the train. You've got to and see that's what that's what like. We did. We you've stayed... got to hop in a taxi. Just to go, I've been in a New York City taxi. You've got yeah. to do some of those things. Go to Saks Fifth Avenue and see yeah. the laser light show on the, on the, the buildings. And, you know, it's, it is relatively simple to navigate. Because you have named streets one way, and then you have numbered streets the other way. Mm -hmm. You can go down by Wall Street. They do have the old 9-11 memorial. I mean, there is so many things you can experience yeah. in New York City. 
But like we mentioned, we don't have to bring it up again. There's a safety component where if you don't know where you are, you need to get back to one of the more populated areas, especially after dark, and just be smart about those kinds of things. You do that, you're going to be fine. You really will. Yeah, I really would not recommend if you have teenagers and you're traveling as a family. There are places now that we would let our teens go on their own and be like, okay, meet us back here at this time. Never in New York, New York City. It's not happening. Never. I mean, one, I just, we don't know, we don't know it well enough, but... I mean, there may be places, I don't know, but again, from a traveler's perspective, don't don't take the risk, you know? I mean, there's just there's just not a reason to take the risk. Yep, it's not needed, but you can still experience a really cool city if you're into the cities, and I know this is a small town podcast, but if you are interested in great places to go check out, if you've not been there, it's one of those you definitely need to go there once mm-hmm. to see the things, mm-hmm. spend a few days, and then you can check it off your list. If you love that stuff, then Go visit more. But if you haven't, you still, even if you're not into the big cities and you're just a small town person, you still need to go. That was cool. I checked that out. I got to see the big granite stuff. I got to hear the stories of, you know, the revolution and how they added up the the steel and the concrete and how it grew. And I mean, it's Manhattan Island is really cool, but it's crowded. And for me anyway, it's like, okay, been there, done that. I'm good. We basically said we need to go and we need to. But I love flying in. Yeah. I love seeing the harbor. I love seeing the Me Statue too. of Liberty. Me too. So, you know, hitting JFK or any one of those airports that are there, I really do like flying in. And I would like to go back. And then flying to somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to go back and see Ellis Island because they are pumping all kinds of money into that right now. They're really going through historical archives and trying to make that a place that people can really come back to and look up their heritage. And I just think that's amazing. So there are some great things, again, about New York even from a small town travel podcasters, <laughs> we say that you should do it once. It needs to be on the list of the top 15 cities. It's crazy if it wouldn't be. The Hudson River is beautiful. But it is. It is. And again, so much history. I mean, you bring up the Hudson, there's going to be so much history. And if you follow the Hudson down, guess what you're going to find? Some great small towns. <laughs> or up. So, or up, yeah. <laughs> you go down, you're going to get in the ocean. Right? Okay, that's true. <laughs> but sorry, go up. <laughs> so we're in Ohio, so I never know whenever I use my ups or downs or overs or, you know, we're not. Her like, uncle called not, her Magellan, not, yeah, just We're not for the in record. the top of the, you know, when it comes to looking at the United States, we're not in the top. We're not really in the South. So, you know, I just kind of think where I'm at at the moment. So anyways, well, anything else on New York City? I think that covers it. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for being with me here today, Jeff. I appreciate it. Again, I know you had nothing better to do than hang out with me. So <laughs> I know it's it like... It wasn't that far of a drive today, so... <laughs> yeah. So on our next episode, we will be counting down the top five. So make sure that you join us for that. And Jeff will be here again because I've already enlisted him to do this whole series. So he is now obligated to be on here. So look You're for that You're stuck the next with day. me. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information on the towns we visit, go to mytowntravels.com. To learn how to be a guest on the show or to sponsor an episode, navigate to our podcast page where you can see more information on guests, listen to more episodes, and submit guest requests. It all starts at mytowntravels.com.